man. How are you? I'm doing great, man. How about yourself? Not too bad. Not too bad. Not too bad. Not too bad out there in uh, California today. Uh, beautiful day. Beautiful. Degrees. <laughs> Sun is shining. Just a regular Los Angeles day. There you go, man. Well, I'm just going to use that as the intro, dude, <laughs> for the show. <laughs> um, uh, for anyone listening right now or listening later tonight, this is uh, Steven Jensen. You're listening to the Fight Talk Podcast. I'm here today once again with Mark Raimondi, who is from MMAfighting.com. Uh, the last time we talked, Mark, you had just gone to the uh, the big New Japan show out there in California, and I believe that was headlined by Omega and Ishii, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, for the uh, the U.S. Championship. It was uh, it was two it was two nights. The first one was headlined by Okada and Cody for the IWGP title, and the second night was it was headlined by the finals of the inaugural U.S. Championship tournament, which was Omega and Anishia. There you go. So um, that was the infamous match, I believe, where Ishii was biting the rope to avoid the uh, the suplex to the outside, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, yes, uh, the Snapdragon uh, suplex, the full Nelson suplex on, on the table. That was, that was that was an awesome match. Dude, Incredible match. yeah, that was a lot of that was a lot of fun to watch uh, for myself. Uh, but being there live, I'm sure it was a whole other experience. Uh, for those listening, Mark, I believe you were also the guy that went viral with, at least I, I saw it first, viral with the uh, Macaulay Culkin, uh, the Macaulay Culkin uh, footage out there in Cali as well. Yeah, isn't it, isn't it funny? My, my job is, is the journalist that I, I create and, and produce content for one of the world's leading MMA websites. And probably one of the most popular things that I tweeted all year was a pro wrestling event in which Macaulay Culkin interfered. Uh, on, a, on a Christmas show, so that was that was pretty interesting, dude. That was amazing, man. Because I I put that video on like I retweeted it. I put it on like my personal Facebook, and it probably got more attention than anything I posted on my own Facebook all year. Because <laughs> 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 so, that's you know I'm I'm you know 30 years old, man. So like I'm right in that spot of where you know Home Alone, watching that growing up as a kid, seeing Macaulay Culkin like really. You know, for all intents and purposes, hit rock bottom, you know, years back, at least everyone thought. And to see him kind of bounce back and show up in the world of independent pro wrestling uh, was unexpected. But I know he's a longtime fan, so it's really cool to see. Longtime fan, and I got so much, I got so many uh, shares of that tweet and so much feedback from that tweet. One of the one of the, the most excited people to reach out to me was actually Ariel Hawani, you know, my good friend and and co-worker at MMAfighting.com. He grew up a huge Macaulay Culkin fan, huge Home Alone fan, and, I mean, he was texting me for, like, an hour just asking me questions about what, you know, what was this event, why, you know, why was he there, uh, you know, who, who was he with, where was he during intermission, like, all these, all these, because, I mean, Ariel, of course, is, is, the, is the interviewer, is the question guy, and uh, he just had so many questions about what the heck uh, that, that was, and I tried my best to answer all of them, but... Uh, but yeah, man, it was uh, it was it was a little bit of a uh, of a craze. It was, it was a really really cool moment to witness live. Dude, that's that's awesome because you know I'm I'm a longtime follower of Ariel Hawani and and his work, and I I think he's the premier guy in you know in all of sports journalism to be honest uh, for what he does with his MMA coverage and his interviews and the MMA Hour show. I mean, just everything he does is so great. And I know he grew up as a pro wrestling fan as well, but like. Kai boshes it immediately every time. Like most people bring it up, he's always he's kind of like Luke Thomas is the same type of way, but he seems to like despise pro wrestling. Um, but uh, it's cool to see guys from your world, 
even just dip their toes into into this world of you know independent pro wrestling. Yeah, like Kalwani talking about, you know, like you said, Macaulay Culkin, or like yourself. Like I know you're becoming, I'd imagine, more and more of a fan and more involved in the indie pro wrestling scene because I see you kind of tweeting New Japan way more often, uh, and just like I said, being involved in these kind of shows. Uh, what's kind of changed recently? Have you kind of just dove right back in as a fan? Yeah, I, I think last year. The beginning of last year, I was I was kind of dipping my toe back in as a fan, watching more WWE, and then the Okada Omega trilogy really, I mean, that really changed everything for me. And I and I, and I came and I came in and I, I become a huge wrestling fan again, like I was, you know, probably twenty years ago. I mean, now at this point, maybe maybe fifteen years ago. It really, it's really because of New Japan and the indie scene. I've been to the last two PWG shows here in LA that's just been I mean just phenomenal it's so much fun and a lot of my, a, lot of, a lot of my friends here in LA are into pro wrestling too so that kind of also helped uh, a lot and I've slowly tried to get my girlfriend into it as well that's uh, uh mileage may vary on that one although she really does enjoy a PWG shows I, I don't know how you can enjoy a PWG show it's just the best time Dude, yeah, I I feel you there with like the the girl situation, man. I I we have a local company out here in Nashville, Tennessee called Southern Underground Pro, and a lot of really good talent comes in, but they run their shows from a a bar in downtown Nashville. It's it's a one story <laughs> bar with a ring on the inside, surrounded by the actual bar where you're just getting drinks. And uh, I brought a girl to one of those shows and haven't really talked to her much since. She was just so damn confused as as to what was going on. So that's the uh. That's the struggle, man. But it's cool that it's cool if she'll at least uh, give it a shot, you know. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be out in Nashville in August, so maybe I'll try to catch one of those shows while I'm out there. Hopefully, they run that weekend that I'm there. Oh, dude. Well, I'll stay in touch with you, man, because uh, I know the promoters too, and they would they would absolutely love to have you at one of those shows if they're, if they're running while you're in town. Yeah, yeah. I'll uh, I'll definitely loop you in. I don't have the dates in front of me. It's like the middle of the month, and uh, maybe even towards the later part of the month in August. Uh, so yeah, I'll definitely let you know for sure. I would love to go see. It's actually for a bachelor party, and the bachelor is a huge pro wrestling fan. And actually, uh, writes a little bit about pro wrestling for the New York Post. Uh, my former, my former, uh, my former uh, gig, my former uh, paper, the New York Post. He's, he's uh, over there working for them, so he would love to go to that too. I'm sure. So we'll, we'll see if we can figure something out. That sounds like a blast, man. Yeah, we'll make something happen. Uh, also, speaking speaking of your colleagues, I saw Esther and Casey were at the show in new japan uh so that's jealous. oh my gosh so dude jealous. like so what was what was going on there like because were they were they there for ryzen or something and stuck around or how did that even happen are they big new japan fans also they are they they, they like me uh are are wrestling fans going back you know years and years they kind of fell out of it for a little bit and then uh, they actually went they went to a stardom show when i was in la in 20 I didn't go with them, and then you know that we we went to New Japan together in July. We've kind of been watching more and more of it. Uh, we uh, we had a party for the G1 final at uh, at their place in in, uh, in LA in August, and we've just been following it more and more. And and they they love Japan. They've been multiple times, you know, for UFC events, for Pride, for Dream. They've been to Tokyo so many times. They really like it there. They want to go. They want them to go back. Um, and what better time than uh, for the Dome show? So they went to uh, Wrestle Kingdom um, the other night, and they went to New Year's Dash last night. Pretty damn cool. I'm jealous. 
Yeah, we all are, man. I saw like just like those random kind of uh, conversations going on because what was really cool about the night for for Wrestle Kingdom is like all the fans seemed to stay awake, like for most of the show at least. Like Twitter was going off, like at, at like on, at something I'd never really seen before. Like I stay up for the Ryzen shows, I stay up for Japanese, you know, MMA and, and pro wrestling, but nothing quite like the other night where everyone was up and everyone was talking about this show. And I saw Meltzer mention something to you guys about, like, we should all make a trip out here next year. And I was like, dude, that would be – imagine some, like, MMA fighting coverage of the show with Dave Meltzer there. That would be amazing. Or even just his fans. But, I mean, there's so much y'all could do. Y'all need Esther Lynn out there, like, next to the ring taking pictures of these shows. Well, you see that she actually shot the fan set. The new fan some of the some of the young boys and uh, Nagata and Nakanishi and Nakajima uh, and uh, and Tenzan and her photos were, were amazing. Uh, of course, I mean of course they they were amazing. But go back go back and see if you can uh, if you can find some photos from the New Japan Fan Fest on there on the New Japan site or on Esther's Twitter. Those those are Esther's photos. Uh, she took them ringside and they're and they're great. Yeah, man. And last thing I'll mention about Esther Lynn, and then we'll talk a little bit about the actual card here of Wrestle Kingdom Twelve. Um, there's an iconic photo of her. I wish I could remember what event it was from. You'll definitely know this. But it, it might have been during the Mayweather-McGregor buildup where she's hanging above the rest of the photographers getting, like, the perfect yeah. shots. I mean, that's, that's like, that's next level, just best in the game right there. Uh, yeah, absolutely. That was, that was during the open workouts. That was at the UFC performance introduced uh, McGregor. But it, was, it was, like, uh, just a, like a, an area, a bag area, like, you know, you see it at a gym. And the entire, like, press corps that was there, it must have been, like, 70 people, 70, 70 members of the media there, were really all just gathered around McGregor. So she felt, and I don't want to speak for her, but uh, from, from what she told me, she felt like it was very hard for her to get the picture that she wanted because, I mean, it was just, uh, it was, it was just crazy. And, and the part of the story was not just shooting McGregor hitting a bag. It was shooting McGregor hitting a bag with everyone around, like, surrounding him. And the only way to get that photo was an overhead shot. So she actually climbed up, she climbed up a, a heavy bag to the top of this like stanchion, like this uh, stanchion on top, uh, like the, like the, the things, you know, the, the things that were holding up all the bags. And, uh, she climbed up on top of that. And someone helped her, I think someone from McGregor's team helped her, from the UFC helped her. And, uh, she was up on top of that. So she was able to get that photo of, of the entire scene, which, uh, I mean, yeah, she's, She's the best. I mean, I, I can't say enough about about how how amazing she is at her job. But I almost it almost it almost like boggles the mind because she's such a good friend of mine. But she's also like the best combat sports photographer in the world. Right. That's amazing, man. Very cool stuff. Um. Hey, Mark. So as far as the uh, the actual show Wrestle Kingdom twelve goes, I uh, I don't want to go match by match because I know we got some limited time. But as far as like. What I'm really interested in hearing your opinion of, um, the first thing that comes to mind, you being from the MMA world, what did you think about that Suzuki versus Goto match for the uh, Neverweight Open Championship with that hair versus hair stipulation? Oh, man, you know what? I I, I know that the Jericho-Omega match was probably a better match, and, and the main event was maybe better than that. But, man, I still feel like that was like my favorite match on the show, Suzuki against Goto. I just I love that match so much it was so brutal and and violent and man that i popped so hard for that suzuki like 100 slap combination that he hit goto with i mean he was just slapping the 
the crap out of Goto. Uh, I was I was marking out pretty hard. I, I'm a, I'm a big Suzuki fan um, because he's an OG man. He he is he is the real deal. Co-founder of Pancrase, you know, had like 30, 30 MMA wins on his record, beating Ken Shamrock and Matt Hume. I mean, that guy is uh, a legit legit fighter and uh, still an incredible pro wrestler. And uh, I think he's I want to say he's 47. 48, maybe 50, somewhere in that. He's uh, 40, 49. You were yeah, right there, yeah. 40, yeah, 49, yeah, man. Suzuki is no joke. He, he, he remains one of my favorites. I, I really love to watch that. Dude, and I think his stock has never been higher in pro wrestling coming off that match. Like, the way that he took the center of the ring and then shaved his own head as just, like, the ultimate respect of, like, okay, this was the stipulation. I'm doing it myself. And, like, the fans... This match probably, maybe because... Most of my Twitter Twitter interaction is, you know, MMA and pro wrestling fans. But as this match was going on, this was probably the most uh, activity I was seeing on my feed was people talking about Suzuki in this match. Yeah, man. Uh, and I think that's part of that is also just his, his background in MMA. And the MMA fans and, and the MMA journalists respect that. You know, yeah, this is, this is pro wrestling. It's not a, a real fight. But Minoru Suzuki is a, is a legit fighter. And he wrestles like it's a fight. And, that, and that's part of the allure of what he does. And he works so stiff. You know, I mean, it's uh, the, the spot where he, where he was, I mean, like hanging Goto in the turnbuckle with a choke. That was an unbelievable visual uh, and just a really, really cool spot. You know, there's no off-the-top rope stuff. There's no flippy stuff. He's not doing cartwheels. But it's like it's a hard, it looks like a real fight when he fights. And uh, it's just, it's just uh I love the guy. I'm, 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 I'm a huge Mark. Yeah, man. That, that was great stuff. Um, and another guy I know you're a Mark for, great transition, is uh, Hiromu Takahashi. Because I, <laughs> yes. I see you got your buddy Daryl there while you watch the shows. Um, man, what did you think about that, that four-way match for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship with uh, Osprey getting the big win? Uh, of course, we had Marty Skrull and Kushida in there. You know, all four of these guys are, are top talents in the world. Just absolutely phenomenal stuff. And and very young guys, too, especially a guy like Osprey. I think he's only like 24 years old. Um, what were your thoughts on this match? And, and also, what were your thoughts on them not going with Takahashi for the win? Because I think that's what the fans wanted the most. And that seems to be one of the bigger criticisms of the, uh, the booking of the show. Yeah, 100%. I really thought it was going to be Hiromu in that match. But, not, but I'm okay with Osprey winning it. As long as the next, I mean, I imagine the next program is going to be Osprey against Takahashi. I, I would imagine that would be uh, the next match, and I do, I do expect Hiromu to take the belt from him in that. So, I mean, I guess uh, you know, winning it in the singles match it has a little bit more value than winning in the four-way. But I think it was a great match. Those guys are all ridiculously talented. I think Kushida is one of the best wrestlers in the world. You know, heavyweight junior. You know, anything, anything. I mean, it doesn't really matter. Uh, really fun match. I mean, I really, really enjoyable, very entertaining, pretty much the, the entire way through. And it went, it was, it was a long match, but it didn't feel as long as it, as it actually went. I, I, I definitely enjoyed that one. Yeah, I thought it was a great match too. I don't have any issue with uh, Osprey really winning from the sense of like, I mean, Osprey's amazing, and I don't think he's even scratched the surface on what he's going to do in pro wrestling as long as he can stay healthy and uninjured. Um, he's he's got so much talent. Uh, but kind of working backwards on the show, another one I wanted to get your opinion on, uh, Kota Ibushi defeating Cody in that singles match, about 15 minutes. That included probably my spot of the whole show when Cody hit that crossroads to the outside. Uh, what do you think about that match, man? Great match. 
uh, better than I thought it was going to be. Uh, I, I mean, Abushi, I just think is, is phenomenal. I think he's a, he's going to be a top guy in Japan if he if he. I think he's now signed with them full time. You know, I'm not I'm not like the biggest Cody fan, but I do like what he's done with the club over the last uh, you know year plus now. I think his in ring stuff has improved. He's still a little bit vanilla, still a little bit formulaic. He's got a he's still got to break out of that WWE style. That's kind of the style that he that he came up in. So, but it's but it's I mean he's having good matches, and the Ibushi one was a, was a really good match in that spot. Yeah, man, that was, that was why that was your spot of the show because I thought Ibushi was dead. I mean that was that was insane. Yeah, man, he took that landing uh, seemingly right on the top of his head, and you could see his neck kind of like crank to the side too as it happened and just him getting up and finishing that match and the way that he did I mean he hit all of his stuff and a beautiful phoenix splash for the win um I was even talking to some independent pro wrestlers out here um on my side of the country I guess you'd say and uh that used the phoenix splash and even they were on twitter like I can never make it look that good no matter what I do <laughs> so um, you know, big props to Ibushi and, you know, Cody, I thought Cody, that might've been, I'm a really big Cody fan. I've known him for a long time, but this was probably the best match I've seen him in, in his career, to be honest. I think, I think you're right. And, and uh, I mean, just, just to clarify, like, I think, uh, I think, for, I think Cody, I don't know him personally, but he comes across as a great guy. Like I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not down on him or anything. I, I do like him. I just, uh, you know, obviously he's not the level of worker that guys in, at the high level of New Japan are, but I think he's getting better, and he's still not an old guy. I don't, I don't think he's in his prime yet. Uh, he still has a lot of room to grow in New Japan and Ring of Honor, for sure. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Another guy that I think has a lot of room to grow, and I want your opinion on this match as well, because this one seemed to underwhelm most. Uh, we had Hiroshi Tanahashi retaining his IWGP champion, uh, Intercontinental Championship, I should say, uh, defeating Jay White, and a lot of people seem to be kind of down on the switchblade Jay White character like not not pe- people maybe don't follow it don't really understand it uh he's he's a he's not a new performer to New Japan but he's a new character redebuting and Tanahashi you know we all know he's the ace he's like the John Cena of New Japan so what did you think about this one cuz most fans seem to be kind of underwhelmed with this one Yeah I'm I'm kind of in that boat too it was not the, the match that I thought it could have been if, if all things click. And the reason, the reason why I think, I mean, Tanahashi is still banged up. His bicep is still, is still messed up. He, uh, he injured his knee, I'm pretty sure, on the, on the last four in December. I think that was the World Tag League four. So he's not, he's on a hundred percent. And that was pretty obvious. I mean, if you go back and you watch some of his matches with Okada at the Dome, and then you watch this match with Jay White, it's obviously, obviously he's, he's a little bit injured right now and also a little bit older. He's in his forties now. Uh, Jay White, uh, I think is, a, is an incredible, he's an incredible wrestler. He's really, really good. If you've watched this match with, uh, with Osprey, I think it was, I don't know if it was, uh, 2015 or last year, but I mean, he, he is, uh, I mean, he's phenomenal. He, he can be really, really good. He's still really young, but I think part of it is, you know, you're, you're debuting a character. He doesn't get any matches in New Japan at all leading up to this match. Then he has to go and face Tanahashi at the dome. And it's a Tanahashi that's kind of a little bit hobbled. Um, so the character is not really like settled in yet with the fan base, and and Jay White is not. I mean, he was wrestling really as, as a young as a young boy, um, you know, not at the high level uh, at, at Ring of Honor when he's on the excursion, and then he's got to go face Tanahashi at the Dome, you know. And it may have been good for him to do maybe one of those tours at the end of the year. 
you know, do the World Tag League tour and just be on that tour and wrestle Tanahashi in, in some tag matches just to kind of get those reps in. I don't know. I mean, I always look. I mean, I, I don't think that's going to be any kind of statement on the future for either one of those guys. I think they're both going to be really great in the future. But for whatever reason, that match did not click. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with I'm with you there, man. And and I think most fans are with you as well. Um as far as a match that absolutely clicked, at least in my opinion, uh what I believe was the match of the night, uh Kenny Omega retained his IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship over Chris Jericho and obviously this was the main draw for this uh this show, at least for the North American audience. Um did this match live up to your expectations cuz I thought it was great. Oh yeah, 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 of course. There's, there's no doubt. I uh, I thought it would be very good, and and I know and I know that I saw some things beforehand that you know that were saying that well, can Jericho keep up? He is obviously 47 years old. He's not in the shape that he was when he was in his you know 30s or even early 40s. But he he has he has an incredible mind for the business, and uh, Kenny Omega too. Same thing. He he is right now in his, in his athletic prime, and he's a tremendous athlete, but he also has a great mind for the business, and, he, and, and they're both very good at laying out matches. And Yeah, you know what? I almost feel like it, it, the, the match felt to me like an old, like, a, like an Attitude-era WWE main event. Like, a, it, there was a little, bit of, a little bit of hardcore stuff thrown in, you know, a little bit of brawling, some tables, some chairs, someone bladed. Uh, you know, there, there was that intensity to it that I think, the, you know, the old Attitude-era main events have, talking about, like, you know, Shawn Michaels against Mankind and, like, Stone Cold, you know, against uh, The Undertaker and those kind of matches, you know, Shawn Michaels against The Undertaker, um, uh, where, where, you know, the intensity level was, was, was high, and there was that, there was that, you know, that pace that they set. Um, I didn't feel like a New Japan match to me, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't a technical masterpiece, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't really a slow build, you know, there was no working of a body part, there was no, uh, you know what I mean? It wasn't that type of match, sure, but uh, it sure. worked very well. And I, and uh, I thought, it, I thought too, it was probably the best match of the night. Used out of the main event was the best match of the night. And Jericho more than held his own with Omega. He was, uh, he didn't try to do too much. He stayed within himself. Um, he's not the athlete he once was, and I think he understood that. And uh, he did a great job athletically. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think it was a great match. You know, I think, um, I think it was. Uh, I don't know if it'll. It'll be one of the best matches of the year when the year is over in December. But I mean, I, I I was highly entertained. I thought it was great. Yeah, I couldn't have said any any of that better myself, man. I thought it lived up to all the hype. I mean, there was so much hype for it that even uh, I was talking to somebody a little bit earlier about this show, and I was I was mentioning like I even had buddies who aren't even casual pro wrestling fans. They just know that I'm really into pro wrestling. Kind of like how, like, I don't care about college football, but I'm from Atlanta, Georgia, and all my friends are all about UGA right now because, you know, national championship. So I keep up with it because I'm like, oh, well, my buddies care about it a lot. So I had people hitting me up at like 7, 8, 9 in the morning after Wrestle Kingdom, like, hey, do you have a link to this Jericho match? And I'm like, wow, like, that's pretty amazing. These people don't even watch the WWE, and they're like, and they know Jericho is my guy. All my, like my profile pictures and all my, all my social media is me in a you know WCW Monday Jericho shirt. Like I've, I'm a huge mark for the guy. So this this was this was a lot of fun to watch, and I think it totally lived up to the hype. And it sounds like Jericho might be sticking around a little bit longer in New Japan, which I think is a, a humongous deal for the promotion. Well, yeah, he he uh, came back at New Year's Dash last night, 
uh, you know, or, or this morning, I guess, for, for us here in, uh, in the state, and he attacked Naito. So it seems like they're going to be going with a, a Jericho versus Naito program. Uh, I'm not sure when that would be. It would be at the at the next big show, which is New Beginning at the, at the uh, end of the month, or maybe even for, for the Long Beach show, for the California show. Uh, in March, that would be insane. If it was, uh, if it was Jericho versus Naito in Long Beach, that would blow the roof off the place. They would sell it out in like, uh, five minutes. Yeah, I think I'd buy a plane ticket from Nashville. <laughs> I'm, I'm serious. It's, it's gonna be a hard ticket, man. I'm, I'm already kind of, uh, nervous about buying a ticket for that one. Which, Even if it's not Jericho and Naito, it's gonna, it's gonna be a hot ticket. You gotta get in with your Ronda Rousey connections out there, man. And, because I know she <laughs> knows, she knows <laughs> the people that, that pull those strings, I think, out there. But, uh, that all being said, man, I know we don't have a whole lot of time left. I want to get your opinion on the main event, of course. You know, we had Okada retaining his IWGP Heavyweight Championship, uh, Gato in his corner, like always, uh, defeating Tetsuya Naito. Um, Tetsuya Naito, I mean, this was another one, kind of a controversial booking decision from the sense of, like, Naito, this really seemed like Naito's time. I really think that this was it. This was, like, his big, his big chance of redemption. You know, everyone knows, or you know, newer fans might not, but... You know, the story is, you know, Naito got snubbed four years ago, was supposed to main event for the title. The company went with uh, Tanahashi and um, Nakamura instead in that spot. And this was Naito's big moment. Um, I thought the match was great. I, it was really unfortunate it had to follow Omega and Jericho. Uh, but, you know, the hindsight's twenty twenty, and in how you book the order of the matches. And... I thought it was a ama- I thought it was an amazing match, and I-, I was a little disappointed Naito didn't win. But I do love this idea of Okada being, I mean, he's really like the the best world heavyweight champion I think I've seen in my lifetime, as far as like credibility to the championship, having great yeah. matches, and when somebody ultimately does beat Okada at some point, it's going to be such a massive deal. Uh, what were your thoughts on you know this match and just kind of that whole scenario, everything going forward with New Japan, man? Yeah, it was. I thought it was a really good match. I think um, it was uh, the match that they that they thought it could be, and I think that I mean it, it, the, the expectations are so high right now for New Japan because of the 2017 they had, and uh, just like the, the just the absurd wealth, just the the the, the, the I mean it's just a, a, the riches that they produced in terms of match quality in 2017. I think maybe skewed expectations, but yeah, of course it was a great match. I, I too thought it was Naito's time, but I think what what a lot of fans who are newer to New Japan may not understand is that the the, the storylines are like years long. Like I mean, we're talking about years and years long. This was a, this was a four year storyline for Naito, and that doesn't happen in WWE. So I some some of the newer fans were probably thinking like, oh, well, obviously you know Naito is going to have to win here. It makes sense. Um, you know, it's, it's his time to do it. But there is a much, I mean, there is a much longer plan and storyline at play here. And I think that's what fans have to, have to acknowledge. Like, it's not like, they don't hot, they don't hot shot booking in, in New Japan quite like they do in WWE. There seems to be a much longer term plan for everyone. And that's probably what's at play here. And I, I mean, again, I, how do you complain about Kazushiko Okada being the IWGP heavyweight champion? He, uh, his 2017 rival, Dude, I couldn't agree more, man. And it's cool. It's cool to see him continuing that reign. And of course, like you mentioned, 
I mean, this is leading to Naito versus Jericho. I mean, who the hell can complain about that? So, I mean, and then, of course, Naito is going to be a bigger international star after he works with Jericho than he was going yeah. into it. I mean, it's going to wind up helping everyone involved. Uh, the last thing I want to mention about the show before I let you go is my guy to watch um, on this show for any new fan or even old fans of New Japan. A guy who really stuck out for me on this show was uh, show on this show was show of Rapungi 3K Show and Yo being the tag team. Um, that dude looks like a, a single star in the making. He reminds me so much of a young Tanahashi. Um, I keep your eyes out for that guy. I think that guy's gonna be money down the line. Oh, uh, there's no doubt. I love I love both those guys together. I I assume that they'll both have uh, uh bright futures. I think they'll probably have like a tag run and then the eventual breakup. I can see one of them, you know, winning like a like a you know a, a, a super junior uh a battle of super juniors a tag uh, not tag uh tournament at one point. You know, the, the yearly the yearly annual tournament they do. I mean, yeah. I mean, show show is. The thing about Show too is like he's he's such a well-rounded wrestler. I mean his his German suplex is and he's so strong. He's probably gonna end up being a heavyweight down the line. I think I think your uh, your intuition is probably correct about that. Very cool. Hey Mark, thanks again for coming on the show today. I always love talking to you, especially about New Japan. I'd love to have you on sometime to talk MMA too, because I'm obviously a, a big fan there as well. Um, but where can people find you um, on social media and all that good stuff before you get out of here, man? Yeah, I mean, uh, my Twitter is uh, Mark Ray, Mark underscore Ray Mundy, so it's M A R C underscore R A I M O N D I, and of course, just MMAfighting.com, You know, for all the MMA stuff. My Twitter has a lot more pro wrestling stuff lately, which has uh, has had a mixed response from MMA fans. We'll we'll, uh, we'll put it that way, but you, you can find me over there. Awesome, man. Thank hey, thanks again for coming on the show today, Mark. I really appreciate it. No problem. Thanks for having me. Thank you once again for listening to this episode of the Fight Talk Podcast. And if you haven't already, please hit the download and subscribe button on iTunes and Google Play. Please give me a five-star rating, like Dennis Reynolds from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia would say. I'm a five-star man. Give me a five-star rating and please leave a review. It really helps the podcast out a lot uh, just to do that. It takes like five seconds. And if you do that and just show me that you did it, I'll give you something free from my sponsors that I'll mention at the end of the show. So pretty cool. Free stuff from one of my sponsors. I don't know what it'll be until you do it, but I'll give you something for free from one of my sponsors just for uh, subscribing, for commenting, rating, whatever you call it, and hitting that five-star rating on there. It really, really, really helps the podcast out a lot. I know I say it all the time, but it is the truth. If you'd like to support the podcast even more than you already do, please jump on whatamaneuver.net. That is whatamaneuver.net. Got merchandise on there like t-shirts and hoodies, tank tops, all that kind of stuff. Got a couple different design logos. And anything, you know, as far as money goes that I make on that website, it goes directly back into this podcast. And that's to get high quality content for you guys and to help me out when I go out to these shows live and talk to, you know, these wrestlers and MMA fighters in person helps out with that kind of stuff. But anything that is made on whatamaneuver.net is put directly back into this for all of us. Uh, so jump on there and help the show out however you can. But if you can't do that, I understand and I do appreciate you for just listening. Trust me. Uh, please also jump on my Twitter. It's at FightTalk underscore. Please give me a follow there at F-I-G-H-T-T-A-L-K underscore. I uh, got a Facebook group as well. Just search at FightTalk podcast or the words Fight Talk should come up pretty quick. And I game every now and then on Twitch, which is just FightTalk underscore on Twitch. As far as people that support this show, 
my sponsors. I can't say enough good things about. I'll start with Heroes and Legends. Heroes and Legends is a pro wrestling and collectible memorabilia company. They specialize in action figures, vintage magazines and programs, DVDs, autographed memorabilia, and other unique pro wrestling memorabilia. Plus, it's run by really nice people, and that means a lot to people like me at least. Uh, they do fair business and they got great stuff. So check out Heroes and Legends. Make sure to follow them on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at HL Pro Wrestling. And I'll have some dates uh, upcoming for you guys of where they're going to be in the near future and what kind of guests I'll be bringing with them. But it's always good stuff over there at Heroes and Legends. Also, shout out to Brian Jensen. Brian Jensen is a professional boxing cornerman. He is a personal trainer. He can help you out get in better shape, learning how to throw hands. You know, if you're already a boxer, need some new eyes, Brian's the guy for you. Uh, new contact information, ever-changing. Uh, I need to get an updated list, but Brian Jensen, search him on Google until he gives me better contact information. That's the uh, that's the plug you're getting, Brian, but I believe the number has changed and his Instagram handle has changed. So until then, Brian Jensen is the guy for you. Get a knockout work without getting knocked out. It's hard to even say that because how ridiculous it all sounds. I guess just Google him or find him on social media. Also, uh, last but not least, shout out to WrestleRumble.com. Russell Rumble is the best. They do pro wrestling pick'em contests. The next uh, Royal Rumble, geez, the big one, that's coming up at the end of this month, end of January. There's going to be a huge prize list for that. I know that they're going to have another um, authentic WWF Winged Eagle Championship belt up for grabs on that show. So, I mean... Or on that show, on that contest, I should say. So check that out. I mean, usually $500 cash and a huge prize for first place. And then, you know, hundreds of dollars for second and third and so on and so forth. But check it out, WrestleRumble.com. And follow them on Twitter as well to stay up to date with all their contests at WrestleRumble. Uh, so thank you once again for everyone listening. And I will be back soon.